my guides are not a bunch of random voices on cards. My guides and all of my life's advice comes from hilarious gay men who are uncensored and don't give a fuck about anything. And on my walk, I was thinking, you know what? I'm going to make an Oracle deck in the voice of a hilarious, uncensored, and brutally honest gay man. Hi, I'm Wendy Miller, and I'm entering a world gone good yet again. Well, hello, my name is Steve, and here we are yet again shining the light and finding the light in the darkness this is world gone good okay who's ready to sing along and a one and a two and a one two three happy birthday to you cha-cha-cha happy birthday to you cha-cha-cha happy birthday dear mckenna 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 McKenna. Happy birthday to you. And many more. And many more. And many more. Cha cha cha. Yeah. My new play, Happy Birthday McKenna, is up right now at the Hudson Backstage in Los Angeles. You just heard the entire cast sing Happy Birthday to her and It's a party. That's what's happening here. You should grab a seat and join us for this oh-so-wrong comedy. That's your favorite kind of comedy, am I right? Visit hbmtheplay.com for more info. Love to see you there. hbmtheplay.com. Today, yet another returning guest. We've had quite a few lately, haven't we? But this guest's return might just have been in the cards, literally. Wendy Miller is back to share her latest good. Who's ready to ask their gay BFF for some good advice? Shuffle the deck, kids, because the fun is about to begin. Well, she's been here before talking about sex. She's been here before talking about trading free stuff, which is kind of like sex. Depends on who you're having sex with. Yeah, sure. Um, And now she's back. (laughs) My friend, Wendy Miller, who was my former landlord. Yes. And whose husband is now starring in my play that is currently up. Because when this goes up, this will be currently up. And that's kind of cool. And he's fabulous in it. Because you'll have seen it at this point, even though you really haven't seen it yet when we're recording. But you know he's fabulous because he's him. Yeah, he is actually really pretty good. Uh, he is. I, I, I wrote it with him in mind. But who cares about him? You are here for the third time yep. making you, you're rivaling your best pal Mary Weiss and Faith Saley for the most times on this show. Woohoo! Third timers club. Woohoo! Still not paid for any of your visits. Well, Damn it. It's, you're getting exactly what I'm worth. <laughs> All right, so why are you here? We're going to talk about something really fun today, but let's go wide to start. Wendy Miller, you love to play games. Have you always liked games your whole life? 
I don't know. When I was a kid, I was really competitive. And it actually took me a long time to get over that. You know, it's like I always had win, win, win. Um, so I, I guess I, I have loved games, but I don't love like complex games like Stratego or Risk or Dungeons and Dragons. Forget it. It's not happening. <laughs> I forgot about Stratego until you just said it. I just remember the commercial Stratego. You know, it's like, I'm like, it's too much, too many things, too much to learn. I don't like that. Yeah. I like simple, fun, clever, dumb things, games, and husbands. <laughs> What was what was your favorite game as a kid? Mm, that's a good question. Um, Monopoly always created fights. Sure. Uh, I'm going to kind of nerd out a little, but I either Yahtzee, I love playing Yahtzee. Sure. Or Scrabble. Oh. Mm, sorry. I like words. Kind of a smart girl. Uh, smart girl club. Did you, um, Risk was my favorite. I no, loved. That's too much. That was too much. Loved I Risk. Like, oh. I can't. Loved it. And we would play it for so long that we'd set it up in the basement and then be like, leave it, leave it, leave it for like a day and come back and all the little pellets would be all over the world. Um, And then, of course, our other favorite was Clue. We loved Clue. Yeah, I've never played Clue. What? I have never played it. I know. Oh, my gosh. We're going to have to remedy that. That's a fun game. Well, we're talking about games for a reason. Mm Mm-hmm. Because uh-huh. you sort of made a game, but it's not a game. It's also a card. What is it? What's happening? Tell us. It's more of an Oracle deck than a game, but I am sure when people start playing with it, they're going to turn it into a game. I, I have a very strong suspicion about that, but I, I'll tell you how this all started because honestly, I'm very busy. It's not like I was like going, mm, one day I'm going to create a card game. Like really? No. I have a friend who's a psychic medium. I mean, I live in LA after all. And uh, one day she, during the pandemic, she gave me a she gave me an oracle deck, and she said, "If you ever have questions, pull a card, and your guides will answer your question." And I was like, "Oh, thanks, that's cool." And as I was going through them, I thought to myself, "You know, my guides are not a bunch of random voices on cards." My guides and all of my life's advice comes from hilarious gay men who are uncensored and don't give a fuck about anything. I don't know anyone like that. Go on. <laughs> and so I decided, and I, I walk four miles every morning, and this is when I like do all my big thinking. I do the same walk almost the same time. I see the same people. It's like my routine, and it's, it's something that really resets me every day. And on my walk, I was thinking, you know what? I'm going to make an Oracle deck in the voice of a hilarious, uncensored, and brutally honest gay man. And so I did it. Like, I, I, I gathered some of my very favorite smart and funny gay men, including Steve Silverman. And because I'm cheap, I asked them to do all the work for free. And I said, just give me some of your, like, best responses to your hags when they ask the dumbest questions. And you and a few other people hit me with the most hilarious stuff. I cut out the really filthy stuff, anything that might get us soon and anything that was punching down because I just, I'm not into that. Right, right. And put it all together and then reached out to a friend of mine who created a deck and said, how do you do this? And she goes, oh, there's a company in China. I'm like, all right. So I reached out to the company in China. I designed the cards myself and I had them made. And I made like 10 decks. And I thought, these I'm just going to give to my friends to just add some fun and laughter to their days. Because 
you know, during the pandemic, all of we had were questions, like literally, are we going to die in a week? Like it was a very difficult time. So I just created these cards and just gave them to some friends. The decks just gave them to friends and everybody went bonkers and they needed more. I'm like, oh, okay. So I made like 15 more and I changed the design and I tweaked them and I changed the name and I changed all the things and the packaging and I made some more. Gave them to my friends. They needed more. Next thing you know, I've given away and maybe 50 of these card decks. Everybody wanted them. And I was thrilled because they were literally making people laugh all the time. I was at <laughs> I was at a convention down in Orange County, a TV convention, and I'm sitting there and I'm shuffling the deck waiting for Fenton Bailey of all people, the you know, the producer of RuPaul's Drag Race. He's about to be interviewed. And I'm just sitting there shuffling the cards. And this woman next to me is like totally staring at me. And she goes, what are those cards? And I mean, I'm like, we're like in an, in an audience. Like, I'm not talking to people. And I go, oh, it's an Oracle deck and you can ask it questions and you get the answer in the voice of a very funny gay man. She goes, can I ask a question? And I went, okay. And she goes, do you have a partner? Oh. <laughs> I'm like, what? She goes, do you have a partner? Like, you have a chance to talk to your Oracle. Right, right. And ask- <laughs> any question in the world <laughs> and you want to know if I'm single like that's you get like three wishes from a genie and one of them is uh you know is McDonald's open like literally like <laughs> what the fuck so I said uh well you don't need to pull a card for that because I am married but uh okay and then she asked some other question and pulled the card it was really really funny but I mean I was at a party and one of the cast of Dukes of Hazard literally bought the cards out of my hand. She's like, I got to have those. And so Daisy Duke bought them. Like literally it's been insane. That's amazing that Daisy Duke got it and wanted it and, 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 and took it. Um, okay. A couple questions, couple questions. First of all, you said the cards were made in China. Were the cards in the balloon that got shot down by Biden a few weeks ago? And if not, how have we not marketed to this? <laughs> Mine come in a black balloon because it is gay and it needed to be oh, okay. much more stylish. Slimming. 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 <laughs> uh, you're right. We probably should have taken advantage of it. But honestly, um, I'm not playing up the China thing so much. Uh, sure. I have nothing sure. against the people of China. I love the people of China, but uh, that's really not the point of my cards. No, no, no. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, have you previously been orcally inclined have you previously been astrologically inclined have you previously been psychically inclined i am incredibly psychic as a matter of fact um to the point where it's it's very distracting and kind of disturbing but it's nothing i could ever monetize and it's nothing i could ever rely on but i have been for all of my entire life incredibly intuitive and known when things were coming and known when things were not coming. Not all the time. I've made my share of mistakes like everyone else. And obviously I'm not like, you know, buying lottery tickets every week because I know the numbers, but I am a very, very intuitive person, highly psychic. Yes, it's true. I don't talk to people about it because some people might think it's weird or they might start asking me questions and I'm not like Miss Cleo. I'm not going to give you a reading, Um, but it is absolutely true. I do have the gift. Speaking of Miss Cleo, must watch the documentary. Loved it. I Loved saw it. it. I Did saw you see it? it right? Yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea. It was it was really really fascinating. I thought there was yeah. stuff was missing, but overall, we we 
absolutely were completely transfixed. Same, same. Now, I have a question with this too. So do you think it's an openness in your being as a person to be open to these suggestions from the universe, the world, the nature, the God? Or do you think it's like, oh no, I have to, you know, like, it's like you just said, like, it's a weird thing to people. Do you think, so, so basically what I'm saying is, is it more open, like people more open in general, if they're open to this? I try to surround myself with people who are on similar wavelength as me. And you kind of know when you're with your tribe, right? You know with when you're with the right people and you know when you're with haters or judgy people who are just not going to get you. So I'm not often in groups of people where it's a bunch of judgy, hateful weirdos. Right, right. And, and I've done enough introspection where... I'm kind of, I, I kind of know when I'm with the right people and I'm in the right space, just like, you know, when you walk into a place and you're like, I got to get out of here, there's something wrong about this. So, so I don't really know how to answer that because I'm not really around a lot of haters by design choice. Um, so it's like, I choose to surround myself with people who are funny and only have time to do interesting things that want to help other people. Um, I'm, I don't really hang around with a lot of billionaires who are looking to, you know, uh, make a fortune and, and conquer the world. It's not my vibe. I know, but every now and then I like think it'd be nice just one day to be around a billionaire and conquer the world and just, you know, I don't, I don't know. Go anywhere I, we want, I, whenever we want. Kill the environment, you- kill plants. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Destroy the planet, not, not look back. Sure, sure. <laughs> Petroleum for everyone. Drink it up <laughs> instead of wine. What's, what's, but what's really interesting, and I think this is where, if if listen, if you're a believer, you are. If you're 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 on, you're on. But I've been doing a lot of readings with people with the cards because the cards are inherently for entertainment, right? Right. These are for entertainment only. Okay. These are not to be used for you to decide if you need to get that thing looked at on the side of your neck or if you should leave your partner. <laughs> But what's really interesting is when I'm working one-on-one with someone, It here's what happened. This is what happened the most recent time. I was at a party. I had the cards. And, this guy, and I said to this guy, do you have a question for the cards? And he said, yeah, am I going to get a better job? Mm. And so we pulled the card and it said no, a very funny no. And I said, hang on a minute why don't you get very specific about what you want? Because if you just say, am I going to meet a nice person? You know, that could just be someone at the laundromat who doesn't steal your socks. I said, get very specific. Right. And he said, okay, okay. Am I going to get a job that makes me happy? And we pull another card and it says no. And I said, again, you have to define what happiness is. Right. And so we talked for maybe 25 minutes and I turned into like someone, I turned into like his career coach. He said, well, I want this. But I said, do you really know, do you want that? And he said, yeah, actually I want this, but I want to be able to spend more time with my kids. But I want to, and he just kept figuring out exactly what he wanted, really getting clear and condensing it with my help. And I said, okay, now let's frame that into a question. And he said, okay, I got it. Am I going to get a job that da 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 da? And he listed all the things he wanted that were important to, th- to him, pulls a card and he gets a yes. And I was like, see, you have to have your roadmap. You have to know what you want in order to get it. Otherwise, you're just jerking off. 
And it was such an interesting thing. And then another person came up because she saw me working with him and she had a question about relationships. And she's like, am I going to meet a nice guy? And I said, again, that's a bullshit question. Like someone who doesn't cut you off in traffic is technically a nice guy. I said, let's get more specific. And she goes, well, I don't know what I want. And I go, okay. And now I go back into this sort of like coaching, you know, role. I'm like, are you looking for someone who does this? Are you? And it's like talking with her and like really getting, and she finally figured out, oh, I actually want someone who's this, this and that, this, this and that, this, this and that. And so I said, okay, let's ask the cards now. And we asked the cards a very, very specific question after a bunch of bullshit, vague questions. And she got the yes. And the yes was really fun and it was affirming and it was inspiring for her. But most importantly, it made her figure out what she really wanted, which is turning into a strange byproduct of these cards. Like these cards are really funny. They're great at parties. They're great in clubs. They're great at, you know, whatever. They're just entertaining and goofy. But when people get really real with them, they seem to support it in the most interesting way. It's always a surprise to me. It's so interesting too, because I think sometimes people want the answer of yes, but they're terrified of the answer of yes. So they talk themselves out of it. And this is just true in life of they'll talk themselves out of it, or they don't even talk themselves into it in the first place. Like what you're saying is just by being as vague with life in general. Oh, well, maybe, maybe, maybe. Because there are people out there who just honestly believe that things happen to them. Right. And they react. Right. And then it's just living life reactionally. And then I'm not that type of, I've never been that type of person. I'm like, okay, something happened. I have to make a decision now. Not at this single second, but I will have to make a decision, a proactive decision and move forward. Yeah. And there's other people who go, oh, this shit happened to me and I don't know what to do because this shit always happens to me and this is why I don't do anything and I shut down. Right, right. It's like so to, it's so to, interesting. To quote Bruce Lee, you know, be water, my friend. It's like sort of like figure out how to how to move through this with, with, without fighting against it, you know, and, and understanding it. And the truth is so many people, you know, want to be rich and famous. People want to be like a big famous influencer. It's like the world doesn't need more famous people. The world needs more love. And so people who can't become famous for a number of reasons, but partly the biggest reason is they're just not ready or they just don't want to. Like it takes a huge commitment to become someone famous. And by the way, why would anyone want to be famous? Like you should see how I leave my house every day. I've seen it. If I were famous. I've seen it. Right? I'm a slob. You're like I I am literally wearing two shirts from JCPenney right now and my hair is wet and I couldn't be happier. And I just got back from the post office where I was delivering eight orders of these cards. So it's like, I can't walk around just being myself if I, people... You know, if, if I want to be famous and I have to live that lifestyle, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in doing good work that helps people. And maybe it's lucrative. Maybe it's not. I just want to pay my mortgage and be able to go on vacation every once in a while. I do not have lofty goals. I am famous and it's exhausting, you guys. <laughs> it's so hard. Like I, Because I'll go out of places and people don't realize it's me until I say like, oh, hey, can I get a double cappuccino with a hit of chocolate syrup in it? And they're like, are you the guy from World Gone Good? Because I know your voice. Okay, that has never fucking happened, ever. But what did happen one time, which blew my mind, uh, we, uh, where the hell was, where, we were, oh, we were doing the AIDS, uh, the AIDS walk one year. And 
this guy like ran over to me and I had a web series at the time and I wasn't on the web series. I was the director and writer. And he ran over to me and he's like, you're the pretty guy. You're the pretty guy. I love the, I love your show. Da, da, da. And I was like, I'm not even on it. I'm, look at me. And that was like my one brief brush with famous. And how, how did that feel? Oh my God. It felt so amazing. You know what? It felt, <laughs> to be honest, it felt like a little weird and a little naked and a, like, why are you talking to me right now? Um, mm-hmm. And, and nothing that I'd want all the time, but I don't even think that is the truth of most people. I think most people want validation. And I think most people want to look at, you know, a picture on Instagram and go, me too. I can go there too and take a great picture and put in all the filters and make it look amazing. So I think it's all that. I think we all just want to be accepted. I think it's, we all want to be loved. We all, it's so funny. We all, we all grow up. Nobody wants to stand out. Nobody wants to be the weird kid, but who do you remember? All the kids who stood out because they were the weird fun kid. And but we are the weird kids. We are. We are the weird 100%. kids. hundred percent. And and it turns out, I mean, that is the name. I'm my company. I'm the founder and chief creative weirdo. Like the weird people are the cool people. The weird people are the people who do weird things. Nobody remembers all the same girls who had the same Dorothy Hamill flip from seventh grade. I was a total weirdo in seventh grade and probably maybe a little bit more memorable. Did you have know. clogs? The wooden clogs. I did clogs. not have clogs. No, I did not have clogs. <laughs> those I, were I, anyone old enough to remember the clogs? Those were forbidden at one point in my. I think it was my fifth or sixth grade. The school, the elementary school, is like no more clogs because they were so damn. They were made of wood and they were so damn loud. Yeah, same with the Doctor Scholl sandals. Incredibly loud. No, I was wearing uh, the pony gym shoes. Is what I had. Ponies. Okay, sure. Hey, so before we can before we go on, would you like to ask a question of the um, I, yes, I, I was got a ready deck to, in my hand. Uh, okay, say that ten times fast. <laughs> <laughs> you already said about you, you can't just be jerking off. We're going right back to your first show. You were with us, okay? So I'm so glad that you said that because yes, I would like to ask a few questions. Okay. The first question I'd like to ask, and it's a very specific question, is I'm putting up a show that's now up called Happy Birthday, McKenna. And I have full plans that it's going to New York to be on Off-Broadway and be a huge hit. So my question is to the cards is, is the future bright for Happy Birthday, McKenna? Okay. I'm reaching into the bag. Here we go. Pulling one out. (laughs) Is ass on my food pyramid? Yes. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Can I seriously, like, I need to make that like a quote, like a review quote on the poster. Is ass on my food pyramid? Yes. Dash. What's the name of the cards? Ask your gay BFF. Ask your gay BFF. Yeah, and and you can get them at cardtobelieve.com. So anyway, you got another question? Let's let's keep this party going. Oh my god, let's keep the party going. Okay, I like where we're going with this. Okay, right. so my trip, my big trip, fiftieth birthday party, fiftieth mm-hmm. year of life few years ago got destroyed by the lockdown and the and the, the covid am i going to go get that dream trip to greece i wanted am i doing the greece trip oh <laughs> the last card would have been great for that i'm but sorry go. i got oh i'm too tired to slap you no <laughs> so oh no <laughs> maybe now, okay hang on a minute let's change okay. parameters here maybe the greece okay. trip I like how we do was this. not the thing for you Again, this is all about you're trying to ask for something that didn't happen based on what you expected of it. And really, the secret to happiness in life is to have high standards and no expectations. Right. So why don't you reframe that question in a way that's more about 
you having the trip of your life instead of incorporating the grease part, which maybe that fell apart for a reason. I don't know. So you're blaming me for COVID is what you're saying? <laughs> yes. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. what I'm hearing? And you pull a card that says yes. <laughs> so re, so Wait, reframe, a, before reframe I, the trip question. Oh, go ahead. Before I reframe it, here's the question I have for you. Anyone listening is probably wondering this too. Is this the kosher thing to do to keep reframing a question until you get the answer you want? Well, uh, I don't know if about I don't know if it's kosher or trafe, but I know it's important to ask the question as clearly as possible. And sometimes, and it just seems to be happening, and I don't know why, but sometimes people keep getting no until they ask the most clear question. I've seen this happen. 25 times. And it's mind blowing every time it happens. When it starts out, am I going to get a Tesla? And it's like, well, and they get, and they get some sort of funny no. And then they get all sort of, you know, they get all sort of bent about it. And then I'm like, well, hang on a minute. What is it about the Tesla? What is it? Well, I've always wanted a really fancy. Da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, why don't you ask, am I always, am I going to get a fancy blah, blah, blah? Or am I going to have the car of my dreams? Or is the car of my dreams? Like literally just asking for one thing and getting a no. Is kind of like a is kind of like a parallel for life. Yeah, like I've always wanted to be happily married. You don't, and you're not happily married, and it's like I'm miserable. Well, maybe it's not about being happily married, and maybe it's about finding someone who shares a certain part of your life with you, and you get to do other things that are not part of the typical constraints of marriage. Like you just don't know, and that's the crazy, crazy thing that seems to be happening with these cards is that people are drilling down and asking again and again until they really ask for what they actually want. And for some crazy reason, that's when they get the yes. And there are more yeses than nos in this deck, by the way. I was going to ask that too, but let's go back to one quick thing. So the the Tesla reference is wonderful because mine would have been, is Elon Musk going to destroy Twitter and have to quit? And the answer is yes, everybody. Mad ass yes, because he just fucking quit. So there's that. That's good. The world, that's a world gone good thing. But no. There you go. That's so true, though, because again, in life is like the more specific you can be. Like you and I both know this. We both went to Hollywood, right? We both moved to Hollywood with big saucers in our eyes, right? And, <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, everyone's like, it's what you said. I want to be famous. And there's so many people where I'm just like friends, too, that I look back when I was 22, it's like, I got really specific about what I wanted. And this may make a lot of people roll their eyes or whatever, but I really liked the soap opera General Hospital when I was younger. I really, I watched it every day. I fucking loved it. And I told myself, I'm going to work there someday. I'm going to work there. That was my first job less than 48 hours after getting out of college. Like I, to this day, know I made that happen by just believing that it was a possibility, much like I've spoken on the show. I'm the guy who who uh, said I would meet Lindsay Wagner, and guess what? I fucking met her. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you can you can put but those you, like you. Yeah, you have to know what you want before you manifest it. So, do these cards more of a manifestation power as well as an oracle card? Is that the empowerment of them? I think what that's actually there's like an interesting sort of a, a side effect to them that. I created them to be funny and to give people, you know, just a way to kind of goof around and ask funny questions. But what has happened is they've forced people to become super real about what they really want and to get vulnerable and all the Brene Brown shit. And literally, they've turned into something else completely. Instead of just a fun way to just like entertain at parties, they've given people the tools 
or inspired people to ask for what they really want. And like you just said, once you know what you really want, you can get it. And sometimes it may not, right. And sometimes it may not be what you expected it to be. Because I can tell you when I got that job at General Hospital, it was beyond my expectations. But in a lot of ways, it was nothing that I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I realized pretty quickly, oh, this is something, you know, it's like we always say, it's like my husband and I, we fucking love Kauai. And for years, he's like, let's move there. We should move there. We should move there. And I'm like, no, see why we love Kauai. And we both know this is because we can just go there and just love it for what it is and then leave Yeah. and then come back to it. And I'm like, if we lived here all the time, I think the $9 box of cereal and the $14 bag of pasta after a while would probably get on my nerves. Just one example. Just one example, people. Whereas when you're on vacation, it's like, whoa, I'm on vacation. Who cares? I'm having a good time. But um Life should be a vacation, I should say. So <laughs> that's the point of that. No, let's go back to this though. Yeah, the vacation question. Ex- vacation question. Okay, we're gonna we're going back to that. And I have one more question before we do. We talked about this. You purposely put more yes affirmations in for a reason. I did. Okay. Be- uh, a couple things. First, I did I did half yes, half no, and then a few really funny ask again later, just for just for you know comic value. But what I found was the cards were getting, and I've rewritten these so many times, they were getting really negative because, you know, comedy is tragedy plus time, right? Uh, so, 100%. So a lot of these no's were kind of painful. <laughs> they were mean. They were be mean. Honest. They were mean. <laughs> and I've been working on this for, what, seven months now, more. Like, yeah, you sent me a bunch of the. You sent me a bunch of of, yes. suge- of like no's, yeses, and no's, and you said, "Be honest with me. Tell me which ones to get rid of." And I wrote you a bunch of too mean, too mean, too mean. Yeah, yeah. They, it's like they were funny, but they were fucking mean. And it's like I'm not here. I'm not here to crush people's dreams. I'm not here to be that person. I want to inspire people and actually bring some entertainment and manifestation into their lives, however I can. I mean, that's really my whole goal with these. I have no lofty goals about this becoming the next killing kittens or whatever. Like those, it's like, it's not happening. And that's an expectation and I refuse to have it. My goal is just to really make people have fun and laugh and this weird side effect, which is getting them to ask for what they really, really want, which is crazy, but that seems to be what's happening with these cards. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really amazing. Okay, getting back to it. Here we go. Here's the question. Will Jim and I go on the adventure we've always dreamed of going on? Can you make that specific? Because that your marriage could be the adventure you've always mm. dreamed of going on. Will Jim and I take the adventure trip we've always wanted to go on? Okay, again, you've got to say mm. when because okay. I, the card might it's like really ask for what you want. Is the adventure trip of our lifetime? happening this summer okay let me find some cards okay, i hope that was specific enough <laughs> you got i am so gay for that <laughs> yes <laughs> did i really get that or are you just the being gay nice cards are gay did for you really that? pull it or you being nice no <laughs> i am not be- come on I, you know me the last thing i'm is nice <laughs> I- I say this all the time on this show and, and, and general in life is like, yes, it's a world gone good. I never said I'm nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think 
these are more fun if they're honest. If I sit here like gaming the system and just like have like the corners bent of all the nose and just like right, pull those, right. <laughs> who the fuck am I? I'm like, let's play playing, I don't know, God. I don't know. Not really, but in a way. So no, but, but uh, okay. To my point, what did that question do for you? When you well, it opens it up the po- yeah, it opens up the possibilities that it could that and that the adventure could be still present itself in a way that I won't expect. Meaning that the adventure could come to me and it could be Costa Rica. The adventure could come to me and it could be us going five blocks from here. But it doesn't have to be this dream that I set up of that Greece is going to fulfill the adventure thing. Even though, let's be honest, people, I really want to go to Greece. I really the, the hard part for me with Greece is I'm a, we're vegans and we were looking at food options in Greece. Basically, I'm just going to drink olive oil. So yeah, it's basically <laughs> lamb and water. <laughs> you put you put value on that because you couldn't have it, and it became more and more powerful the further and further away it got. And it was like Greece, 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 Greece. When in actuality, as you know right now. Even though it's beautiful there and the people are lovely and the animals taste delicious there, that might not be the place for you guys to have the adventure of your lifetime. Right. So letting go of that and opening yourself up to many more possibilities is actually very exciting. That's really cool. Now, let me ask you a question. Did you uh, do your own test questions? Did you have a question that you asked that that blew your mind in the answer, the unexpected answer. I was at a fire pit with a bunch of friends of mine. Um, a friend kind of hosts this fire pit every week. And I'm insulted. I've never been invited. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, you never will be. And um, <laughs> I had one of the decks there. And this is before I even decided like to make these. Like Everybody kept saying, you should sell these. And I'm like, what am I going to be in the deck business? Come on. And... We were sitting there and people in this like big group of people were sitting around this fire and everybody's asking really funny, you know, questions and pulling cards and we're all laughing and we're having a great time. And I very silently said to myself, is this going to change my life in an incredibly positive and lucrative way? And I pulled a card and I didn't say this out loud. I just said it to myself while I was holding the deck and I pulled the card and it said, Yes, yes, a thousand fucking times, yes. Nice. And I wanted to start crying because I, it's not that I was looking for a fun and lucrative thing. I just love how these cards make people feel. And I just like, I'm getting orders now. And I have like the most gigantic smile on my face when I'm like putting the thing in the envelope and going to the post office. You know, it's just, it's so much fun. And it's because, I'm liberated from any expectations. So now it's just straight fun and knowing that people are loving them. And I mean, I gave some to Bruce Valanche of all people. And he was like, this is the answer to everything. It's like, oh, cool. I have a quote. You know, and it's like, it's just been, I'm a TV producer. I'm an author. Like I host a podcast. What business do I have designing, manufacturing, and selling Oracle cards? Yet I am. And it might be the most fun I've ever had in my entire career. Well, we all need affirmation, don't we? And we all need to be told every now and then, hey, you look great. You don't look fat in those jeans at all. And (laughs) you're awesome just the way you are. And you don't look old at all. And you're smart. And you are so creative. And that was so funny what you said that night. We all want to hear those things. 
So it's great if it gives you that feeling. And even when you're doing it and you're like you just said, when you're putting it in an envelope and you're putting a sticker on that, I used to have a I had a t-shirt company back in the early 2000s. I loved Saturday mornings filling orders. And filling orders was so exciting. Just like, oh, this is so exciting. Just like right now with my play. It is so exciting when I get a notification, hey, you just had another ticket sale. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. Somebody we're going to make somebody laugh. We're going to make somebody feel. We're going to make somebody think. We're going to spend an hour and a half together and be present. And that's the key thing too about your cards is it forces you to be present. Oh yeah. In a big way. It forces you to be present and it forces you to be honest with yourself. Because again, if you aren't asking for something very clearly, right. you're never going to get it. That's the truth of life. Mm-hmm. Okay, where do people find the cards? Where do people get the cards? Where do people go to get them so you have to go back to the post office? <laughs> go to cardtobelieve.com, cardtobelieve.com, and you can order these cards. And I'm actually working with someone right now about creating cards for fundraisers for different charities that are aligned with me. So if you have a charity and you want a really fun fundraiser, we can make some amazing decks together that are tailored to what you're raising money for. And it would be my honor to work with people to help them raise money for charities that are aligned with me. Certainly, I'm not going to do anything for haters, but um, it's something that I'm really working on now. And it's something that's really exciting to me. So yeah, get ask your gay BFF at cardtobelieve.com. And if you want a fundraiser for your charity, and there's something, some, and there's some fun cards we can make for you. Reach out and let me know because I would love to do that. George Santos just announced that he's planning to run again. He's done a, a really whopping job, guys and ladies out there listening. He's worked a whole two months, barely two months, and he's decided he's going to run again. I think we should, I might want a deck or two to just raise funds for him. I think he deserves <laughs> another shot. <laughs> Seriously, he just announced that he's been there for 11 who, minutes. Who does a job for six weeks and says, yeah, I, I think I'll do it again in two years. What are you just... That's what I have to say to that. Sociopaths, that's who do that. <laughs> that's the wow, question for the cards. <laughs> I think the real question is, what's going to happen first? Is he going to be? Is he going to run for re-election or is he going to be kicked out of there? I think or does he become really president? I just, I <laughs> well, he's certainly qualified based on who we've elected in the past. Okay, the final two questions. You know, you've been here before. You can say the same answers if you can remember them. I Question don't number one. Oh, good. Question number one is who inspires you? Ah, uh, you know who inspires me? Um, my Zen teacher. My Zen teacher has so many incredible lessons for me, and it's just really great to speak to people who are so smart and just look at the universe from a completely different angle. So, my Zen teacher inspires me. I love that. Where did you meet a Zen teacher? We've been friends for a long time. And then she became part of this group and has done so much work and just started out as like my very, very smart friend. And then she started working with a a Zen practitioner. And then, and now she's, she's incredible. You know, she's, she's, she's a trauma expert and she understands so much more than I ever will on such a global level. And so she's just been an incredible inspiration for me. In fact, I'll tell you a quick story. When I was first making these cards, I gave her a sample deck and I had the bags made by this lovely guy in India. 
and they were all screen printed and the whole thing. And I said, here, this is the thing I'm working on. And she was here and I handed her the bag and she said, this is never going to work. And I said, what are you talking about? And she said, if this is for gay people or people who have a certain level of aesthetic, these bags are cheap. You need to have something that feels luxurious and fancy and beautiful. And I was like, oh, okay, she's right. So I found these velvet bags, right? I threw the cards in the velvet bag. I'm at the same trade show where the woman was cruising me. And I run into Fenton Bailey, who I'd just seen speak. And he is the executive producer of RuPaul's Drag Race. He, you know, he's one of the founders of World of Wonders, incredibly successful producer. I said, hey, I have something I want to give you. I hand him the cards in the bag. And the first thing he said is, oh, ooh, I love this velvet bag. I was like, oh, there you go. So it's important to listen to people. And she was right. And she's almost always right because she's a lot smarter than me. And that's my, that's my inspiration. And the final question is not a question. It's a statement to finish. We end every show like this. Tell me something good. More and more people are realizing that we don't need any stuff. We don't need any things. All we need is love. And with the passing of Burt Bacharach, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. He was absolutely prescient and absolutely true. And I believe we need more of that. And laughter. Thank you, Wendy, for sharing your good. Go grab you a deck of your own and ask your gay BFF anything you want to know. Who knows what answers you'll receive, but I guarantee you they're going to be good. Well, my good friends, this is the part where I usually say next time on World Gone Good, but alas, I am crazy busy with that play I told you about at the top of the show, and that is keeping me wrapped up through the end of the month. So we're going to take a good little break. And we'll be back with new episodes soon enough. Now is a great time for you to go check out any episode you've missed. Go search the episode guide where you're listening right now. Catch up, get you some good. And if you're in the LA area, come see my show. Happy birthday, McKenna. Visit hbmtheplay.com. All the info's there. I'd love to see you in person. Until we chat again, be good. <laughs>